0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA, member FDIC.
1: What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife. Shira. And we would like to thank you for checking out another episode of the Black, Married, and Debt-Free podcast. Um, We're really excited to be here. Shira, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing good. You know, Um, I've been going to the gym lately. I was one of those folks that got a gym membership at the start of the year. And I'm really hoping to be consistent. I am a little sore right now. But I think that means I'm making progress and I'm doing something right. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, it's no pain, no gain. You know, that's what they say. But, yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, I'm kind of trying to get in a little bit of. You know, a little bit better shape as we, you know, approach uh, 40. Oh,
0: I'm not 40. You're not
1: there, Shy. I'm talking about me, you know, I'm making it personal. But yeah, I'm getting up there, man, late 30. So I want to get a little more healthy. So uh, I think we're going to motivate each other, Shy. So I think that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Well, Shira, I'm excited about today's episode. But before we get into that, we want to thank everyone who's been leaving us five star reviews on uh, this podcast. And what you're doing is uh, you're helping us to trend, right? Because Every time you leave a review, you make us more visible to others that may not know about what we're talking about here at Black Mary Debt Free. So we want to thank you and we want to encourage anyone who's left us a five star review up until this point. Please send us an email to blackmarrieddebtfree at gmail.com and just let us know, hey, I left a five star review and we will in turn reply with a link to our masterclass, Get Out of Debt and Start Building Wealth. So if you want your free uh, masterclass, you might want to leave us a review. We really appreciate it. Yes. So, Shara, let's get right into it because we are hitting them hard with real estate topics this year. And I'm excited about that because I love me some real estate. So we've been interviewing, you know, million dollar investors, uh, world class real estate, you know, agents and brokers. And so we want to continue that momentum and talk about. The importance of ownership within our community, right? Renting versus owning—we've touched on it before, but we're going to do a deep dive today. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, let's 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 really talk about it, Shine, because I, we saw a statistic this week that showed that Black home ownership is in the, is in a decline that is less then I, I can't help me with it sir it was to
0: levels not seen <laughs> there we since go. the 1960s there we go. and apparently in the 1960s there were discriminatory laws on the books mm-hmm. and it was perfectly legal to discriminate against people of color yeah. so now all these years have passed and you know a lot of those laws have been abolished right um but still
1: There's still some type of decline. There's still
0: a decline. And of course, there's many reasons for that. Um, But one of the things that we want to talk about is uh, this new ideology around. Yes, this narrative (laughs) around, you know, America being a nation of renters. We had that conversation before Mm. and um, we've just have been seeing a lot of articles just promoting promoting. Renting as the lifestyle, right. and a lot of the writers of these articles are people are black, yeah. and of course, we are not a monolithic group. Right. There are many opinions and. Ideas that should be explored. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I look at today's conversation as just a continuation I like of, that, Shire. I like that. of some of the things that we've read and maybe you've, you all have seen, a continuation of the conversation around renting versus owning. Now, now
1: there may be some pushback now. Now, come on now, Shire. Of now,
0: course, know. of course. But, but good. it's good, healthy. I also think along the lines of this topic there has been the question of whether a house is an asset mm. or is the house a liability. Mm. And I think a lot of that um, idea yeah. plays into this topic. And so we're just going to bring out a few of the key points in some of the articles yeah. um, that, that um, we've seen over the last few weeks.
1: I like that shot. And, and speaking to that how is your primary residence and asset liability. We did a show about this like. So Black Mary Death Free podcast has been around about, we've gone on three years now. We did an episode about this years ago. And I think my philosophy has actually changed on -hmm. on this topic. So this, I'm really excited to get into it. Mm -hmm. So we're going to kind of go through, Shari has her list. I have my list of some of the, some of the narratives out there that promote renting as opposed to ownership. And then we're going to kind of have a conversation about it. So Mm -hmm. Shari, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you uh, jump us off.
0: Okay. (laughs) Well, uh so in one of the articles, it talked about uh, renting, helping you to build wealth. Right. So that is an Let's avenue that people can take. And so the idea was that, you know, a person could save a down payment for a home. But instead of using that down payment to purchase a home, you would take that down payment and then you would invest that into the stock market. Um, the article also... Um, created um, an estimate for maintenance, maintenance right. um, that, you know, a homeowner would spend. And they put that maintenance at around $333 per month. Hmm. And so they said, well, if you take that $333 per month on top of your down payment over 30 years, that would grow to, you know, around $2 million. Okay. you know, in their particular example. I think their down payment was around forty. 41,000 okay. and so so you know I did the math and I, I fact checked their math and they were right you know they looked at a return rate of around 11% which is generous I think um, but um, yeah but that was the idea that instead of taking money and putting it in a down payment you can invest it and in, at the end of the road you'd end up with a nice chunk of change right. so what's your thoughts on that?
1: Well I was waiting for you to throw me that alley-oop on this huh. Well, here's my thing, right? The average person in general, are they disciplined enough to say, hey, I know I'm renting, but if I were to buy, I'd need X amount for down payment. While I really don't need that because I'm renting, of course, I'll I'll reiterate that. While I, I don't need that down payment I'm going to take the would be down payment and invest it in the stock market. Now, based on your st- your your strategy, if a person did that, kudos to them. But I want to ask you, the listener, how many people, you know, disciplined enough to do that? The yeah. beauty, the beauty of home ownership is it's passive, right? You're you you buy a house. You're living in the house. You get a yearly tax deduction for uh, depreciation, while your home increases in equity. If we look at the 100-year history,
0: oh, we haven't even got to. The we ain't even got there yet. I ain't even gonna go there
1: yet. But your money is growing in a passive way, where it didn't really take much effort. You're living somewhere, and you're gaining equity. So I, I, I want to push back against it because I just think it's a it's, it's wishful thinking. That's 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 where that's where I'll end with that one. Shia, what are your thoughts on that one?
0: Yeah, I mean, also it could be someone who's saving for a house and then they change their mind. I mean that could happen too, but that's just like, like when would that happen? Right. And I think you're right about the dis, the discipline piece. And why would you sit on that amount of cash and not have it in the market? Right. But anywho, um, one of the things that I was um, Thinking of is why, how do I phrase this? Be careful of the this or Or that that. mentality. Like, I'm going to either invest in the market or I'm going to get a house. It's like, like actually, you can do both. Mm -hmm. And when I looked at the breakdown of their numbers, you know, they were investing $333 per month in the market. That's reasonable Mm -hmm. for many people. And it's like, you, If you have a home or you're buying a house and then you don't have $300 extra in your budget, then we call that being house poor. poor. And so we would definitely discourage you, you know, from being house poor Mm -hmm. at the expense of just having a house. So really, I think the narrative, you know, we, I think we need to look at it like I can do this and I can do that. And that comes from what? Your mindset. Yes. You know if you're filled with you know limiting beliefs or I can only no 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 there's a way if you think there's a way there's a way mm-hmm. you know you'll figure it out so um, because it was three hundred thirty three dollars a month over a period of, of 30 years I think if you were to own a home you could cough that up you can you can you can make it work
1: and, and Sha, I'm sorry are you expecting your rent not to move in 30 years? Do oh. You know where rent will be in 30 years?
0: Okay. I, and I Do think we, that's we a have very that conversation? exactly <laughs> like that's a very valid point. And also, you might need more money in retirement. If you don't have a mortgage, yes. if you're paying rent, you're going to need more money yes. than someone who actually owns their owns home. Their
1: house by thirty year thirty.
0: But depending on what your taxes are, you know, in your area, but it's highly likely that yeah, you're gonna you're gonna need more. Yeah. So you're absolutely right about that.
1: Well, let's move on to the next one, because I got I got a whole bunch of more bullets in you the bubbling. chamber. You're bubbling. Yeah, I got more more bullets in the chamber. Let's
0: okay, go. so here's another one. We've all heard this one: freedom to move. Mm. Freedom to move. It's so. And I know we've talked about this, but they said this is one of the, the benefits of renting. You can build wealth yeah. and you can move yeah. when your Travelable lease is world, up. Right?
1: Yeah. Marcus. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, let me share a little story with you. And maybe some of you, you can relate. Have you ever been locked into a lease? Do you know what that feels like to know you have X amount of time on this home, but you've you're you're scheduled to move here and the dates just don't add up ever had to pay two rents or a rent and a mortgage it's not very fun right Right. and so that doesn't feel like flexibility now shire me and you have had been blessed to do you might be at seven six or seven home transactions that's purchase selling um when we the sell of a home you can do that in as little as 15 days, depending on who's the buyer and at maximum 30, 45 days. I don't think it's, you're not tied down just because you own a home. I don't understand why a home anchors you so much or why people feel that a home anchors you so much.
0: Right. I, I don't know, but I, I think that that idea is pretty pervasive that if you get a home, it's, it's like... It's finite. Like it's yes. like you're done. Like you're gonna die here. Let me stop. Um <laughs> <laughs> real talk though. That's how they that's the gas um, they hit you. With. But it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. You know, if you need to move, of course, we've talked about this before. You can rent out your your house. You can work with a property manager who can secure a tenant for you and you can move. If you need to sell, you know, because there is a housing shortage, mm-hmm. it's not in many places it's not going to take you long to, um, to get an offer. So I wouldn't let the whole freedom thing, um, hinder you, you know, even if you're single and you don't have kids, you know what I'm saying? Like I can understand, you know, you have a family, you definitely feel more angry than someone with, without children who might desire flexibility. But I think that there is flexibility within home ownership. You just, it just depends on your, um, your perspective.
1: And I'm gonna leave it at this. Let's keep it a thousand. Is this, are these people really traveling like that? Are they are they jet know. setting? Are they, are they you know what I mean? I think that's just it's just it's a lot of talk. You know,
0: for the gram, right? Okay. Um, another another um, argument is that if you um, buy a home, it takes time to build equity. Versus if you were to take mm-hmm. your lump sum and put it in the market, you can start seeing growth right away. But if you're in a home you're making payments. A lot of your payments are going towards interest Mm -hmm, and it'll mm -hmm. take, you know, about seven to 10 years for you to make traction in regards to equity. So that is one of the things that I read and I don't agree with that. Okay. You want me to continue? Okay. I, I don't agree with that. Um, well I'll just use our example. You know, we purchased a home, our primary residence in 2020 and we put 20% down. So, what that meant was the day that we moved into the home that we live in now, we walked in with equity. Mm -hmm. We walked in with 20% equity. And as we all know, this market has been going crazy.
1: Lit, y'all.
0: And um, looking at the value of our house now, here we are, what, two years later. we have like a quarter of a million dollars worth of equity in this house that we didn't have when we first moved moved in here. So so the idea that it takes time to build equity when you're putting down 20 percent, which we do advocate for, you're walking in with equity. Do yes. um, You have anything to add to that one?
1: Yeah, Shire. So okay. for me, it goes back to the this or that, uh, you know, case that you stated. It doesn't have to be this or that. Right. So why is the only way I can grow money just in the in with the growth of my home? I can have my home growing in this pot and I can have my money growing in the market in this pot. You know, so I think finding a balance is key. That's what we do. We do real estate and we do we invest 40 percent of our income into the stock market. Right. We're able to do both. We figured out a way to do both um, and have those things run parallel with each other. So I think. If you believe you can do it, you can you know? And I think like you said, that's, that's a large part of it right there.
0: Yeah. And so another argument was that the value of the home might not rise. So, so, so along the lines of, I was saying, well, our equity has grown. And if you own a home, you know, you're, you know, you have more equity in the house now than you probably have had in past years. You know, another argument was, well, it's not guaranteed to rise. We did see in the two thousands, you know, in the, um, market crash happened. A lot of people lost lots of value in their home and many people walked away from their home because they were underwater and didn't make sense um, to continue with the mortgage. At that time that's what a lot of people were thinking. Um, And so what's your your thoughts on that?
1: I, I think it's like, and me and you have kind of agreed, kind of disagreed on this in the past, but I think you're waiting for once in a quarter century or once in a couple decade scenarios and you're basing your philosophy on well it may the market may crash when Mm -hmm. this historically happens once every 25-30 years
0: or who knows at this point or (laughs) who knows when
1: right and so a gentleman I heard say don't uh, wait to buy real estate buy real estate and wait and I think that we need to take on that philosophy it's like, it's not, to, to, to me, it's just, it's just not a really great argument. Uh, you know, I just,
0: yeah. I, I it, it's going to rise.
1: Like, it's mm-hmm. going to rise. You look at the 100-year history and real estate rises. Now, there, it's going to rise more than it falls.
0: Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll leave it there. Right. And I think that for the argument of taking your down payment and putting it into the market, The same could be said about the market. You said that home prices might not rise, but your money might not grow in the way that you want it to when it's in the market. So I think that Anytime time you're dealing with finances, there's always a little bit of risk. Yes. But the risk can be calculated. Risk can be thoughtful. We can look at trends over time, mm-hmm. as, as you were referring to, um, with housing. We look at trends over time, you know, also for, you know, investing into the stock market. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a very strong argument. Yeah. Um, but looking at the trends, historical norms, you know, time has shown that things will go up. Right. In right. costs. Another one is, you know, home maintenance. And then,
1: oh, let's talk about this. Yeah.
0: Okay. What you got?
1: So what is the argument, Shadette? uh the,
0: the argument is take the money instead of paying for home, take the money that you would spend on home maintenance and put that into an investment account.
1: Right. So, uh, you know, I wanted to touch on this when you mentioned uh, that number on the first uh, point. But mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to wait because I want to push back that you're spending $300 a month on home maintenance market i'm just gonna push back on that
0: maybe they got someone to do their grass you,
1: you got a yard or... you're doing it first of all i you thought it buy... was high too though honestly yeah. first of all you can buy a lawnmower and cut your own yard okay i've done that for years but let's say you have the money you have the disposable disposable income and you don't have the time cool a hundred dollars a month you know 150 dollars a month max i mean Any more than that. And you're pretty much like you're paying too, you're paying too much, but
0: (laughs) I don't know where they got the $300. It was like 330. It was basically around 4,000 a year.
1: Yeah. And let's go here. Do you really think you're not paying for maintenance when you're renting? (laughs) You are. Trust me. We set rents for investment properties. We're not paying for anything. The person who is renting you your home is not in the red.
0: Mm-hmm. My, they shouldn't, they be. shouldn't be in the red, <laughs> right? They're
1: setting their rental price, considering all of that mm-hmm. maintenance to, to common areas. If you live in an apartment maintenance to your home with us, we rent in the South in the South. The, the print the, the, um uh, Mindset is the renter automatically does
0: the upkeep. the upkeep.
1: So there goes that argument right there. If you live in an area where even as a renter you do maintenance, you're you're paying for it. So to elevate renting over owning because you're going to have to pay for maintenance, you're paying for maintenance in both scenarios. But here's the beauty: when you own the home, you're paying for your maintenance. When you don't own the home you're paying for their maintenance
0: yeah to maintain their property that they own that right yeah I you know and I'm sure that I've said this before but everybody pays a mortgage there we go everybody pays a mortgage if you're buying a home you're paying a mortgage right. mortgage if you're renting you're paying a mortgage yes. you know your your name's just not on the, the title right. or on that deed or, or what have you right. So everyone pays a mortgage. So that's kind of the lens that I that I take.
1: Yeah, yeah. So to me, that that and that's the one that kind of gets me the most because it's like you don't you don't have this extra saved money because you decided to rent as opposed to own. You're still paying for maintenance. You're still paying mm-hmm. for a lot of the utilities. All that it is factored into the rent. I mean,
0: right. And I I do think that that amount for maintenance was a little bit some high because i'm like you can get some rocks you know right. what i'm saying like you
1: can go for what do they call it a uh what is that called turf. a desert field yeah, the or, desert yeah. field some landscape. sand Come some fake
0: grass we got a lot of neighbors yeah. with the uh, fake yeah. grass mm-hmm. um there are ways to keep your costs low so that you can take that maintenance money and put it towards um investing. Yeah. And then also I'm going to I'm going to backtrack a little bit around mm-hmm. the flexibility um being able to move. Well, I'm sure I mentioned this before, but that also ties into the the housing crisis. Mm-hmm. So, just because you want to move doesn't mean that there's going to be a place that's affordable yeah. that you know what I'm saying like there there is a a real housing shortage. So, keep that in mind too. Um
1: Yeah, I mean it's, it's, hopefully we're hopefully we're shedding light on on some of these narratives because and and, and we didn't do this on the front end but this is a disclaimer that there's nothing wrong with renting yes Uh, many people rent because it's just really hard to get homes or they're they're trying to you know save their down payment what we want to push against is the narrative we we don't want you to be comfortable renting right we want you to have a mindset a goal uh, of owning at some point I mean we talked we used a statistic earlier about you know, African Americans own more home homes and and more real estate in, in the, the 1960s than they do now. Right. When everybody's got money and everybody's right. an entrepreneur and getting the bag, we got bags, but everybody we ain't got homes.
0: Right. This is
1: like you know, for people that has been historically uh, oppressed and couldn't own land, and th- we should be trying to buy it all right Right. now that should be the narrative
0: right and then also you know we all say we want our kids to do better Mm. than what we've done we want our children to accomplish more than what we were able to accomplish and our grandchildren to do more but in the black community i kind of look at this statistic has a regression that we aren't doing as good as our parents or we aren't doing as good as our grandparents or our great-grandparents. And so these are important conversations to have because it makes me think of that study. Was it um, 2052? Uh, What what year was it? I
1: want to say 2053.
0: It was one of them years where they said that black wealth would fall to zero. The median black household Wealth of of black people would fall to zero, and, and if you own been... a home, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way that that would happen.
1: Yeah. It it may have been 2030.
0: I mean, I'm. Y'all, sure' us in the com- Let's find
1: this because yeah. it was a 2035 or 2053. It was a three and a five in there where they they said that black uh, median black net was it, it say
0: it's 2053.
1: The, the uh, Median wealth of a black family will hit zero by 2053.
0: Mm-hmm. So that, I, right. Look at that. Say
1: it again, Shy. If you own a home, <laughs> how can your net worth be zero? There's
0: no way. There's no way. And so, look, 2053, who's thinking that far ahead wow. about black people to where they would put together this study before the pandemic, mm-hmm. before the pandemic, to say that black wealth will fall to zero. And then you have these financial people saying let's all become renters
1: if we keep well, pushing that's part of this narrative of the problem. we will get there yeah. yeah yeah so it's dangerous um language it's to d- to, yes. to say because i get the premise of you can invest the money and such and so forth but like i said on the front end are we as historically in mass are we disciplined enough to do that you know
0: no no I mean... I would say no. I I would say no. And it's not even about the discipline. It's about, is this a good idea?
1: Yeah.
0: Is this a good idea? Is this a limiting belief Mm. that I'm allowing, you know, to to reign in in my psyche? Mm. That, you know, I'll just save some money and put it into the market. No, you can do both. both. You can do both. You know? And so... I, I, I you know when I think about that 2053 study it just it kind of gets me upset yeah. you know um she gets fired up y'all yeah <laughs> and, and it is funny because you know you see a lot of people get in the bag and you yeah. know you oh, go on the, you go season. on the internet and you just think you think that we just out here winning mm-hmm. but when you really get to the core of basic things you know it's not there yeah. we're not owning as we should, as yeah. a people, you know what I'm saying? Like,
1: absolutely. Keep going. Shire. <laughs> I'm going to pull something up while you, while you're doing that. But,
0: Oh, okay. Another thing that came up, we did an interview with the wealth educator, yes. um, and his wife. And we didn't really just dis- go into detail about this, but, um, they had said that they relocated to a state that they felt they could thrive. Yes. That they could, you know, buy a home and, and thrive. And, we didn't really stay on that, um, stay on that note when they said it. But I thought, how insightful mm-hmm. that you're thinking. Okay, I'm educated. Where do I go to maximize my skills? Wow. Where can I go to maximize my resources? I think sometimes, you know, we we feel stuck in our small towns, mm-hmm. or we feel I could st- just all I can right. do is rent here. Oh yeah, here. But there's a whole world. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And so, so it might require. You to look outside, yeah. you know, of where of where you currently live. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. to just be open, be open, and don't be stuck. Right. I think sometimes we get stuck. Yeah. You know, so don't get stuck. Yeah. You know, but be open and be thoughtful. But I just thought that that was really insightful and yeah. and is you know relates to what we're talking about well, now.
1: Well, absolutely, Sharon, Like how you said, be flexible one I think that that's that gets us a lot of times is not being flexible and then mindset mindset is 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 a key with that said I want to kind of switch gears because shout out to to uh our good friend we had her on the show uh you know her as the key Key resource. resource um Kendra Barnes who uh we had on our show and she is writing a book called get your acres And this book is highlighting 25 investors. We happen to be one of them, which we're really excited about, uh, who are building wealth using or through real estate. Right. Which is it goes hand in hand with what you're talking about. Her book's going to be uh, available for pre-sale February 1st to start Black History Month. And we're super excited about that. We're excited to be a part of that. So we have the link to the book in the description. We want to encourage you. To check this out because I think sometimes we need to reverse the narrative, right? We need to see people that look like us doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that could serve as a huge encouragement. So I'm really excited about this book, and y- y- your boy and Shire, you know, we was, we we was in in the book, so we're truly excited about that. So right. check that out. The link. I
0: there. I think it will serve as motivation. Yeah. To hear the stories of how folks got started. Yeah. Um, and some of their investing strategies. Um, she has folks with, you know, a lot of different experiences. Yeah. So you'll see diversity in that. And then also folks that are kind of starting, mm-hmm. You've, you know, have been doing it for a long time. And so you'll see a vast array. Yeah. Um, and so I'm excited for it too. Yeah, so. I'm
1: excited. I'm just excited about the narrative, man, because we need to buy. We need to buy because you know what I'm also saying, Shar. Um, we need to own, <laughs> not just buy, but own. I can buy. Yeah, because if we don't buy it, someone will. Someone will. Eyes, you see the eyes? You know what I mean by someone. Uh, but it will be bought up, you know? And so we want to be on the end of owning. We don't want to pay, pay someone who's owning. We, we want to be the owners. And so I'm preaching ownership in all things. So
0: Well, let me ask you yeah. this, Marcus. Like, what, what can someone do... If you know they're not at the point to where they can buy something now, but they want to do it, you know, in the future. Like, what's the best way to prepare yourself, or what? What are your thoughts around that?
1: Well, I I think one of the biggest things is
0: we talked about the mindset. Talked about the mindset, but we talked about the mindset.
1: Consider flexibility. Consider maybe moving to another area where uh, you can take your. Your skill set or your career, and move that. You know, a lot of we're we're very virtual and mobile now. You may be able to use your skill set um, that you used to, that you earn money with, and move that somewhere where you can afford a home. So I think that's one thing. But you know, just just stay away from the renting is the way narrative. I think will help you. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. What, what do you think, Shy? What do you think of some other ways?
0: Uh, well, I think well if the get your credit together, get your credit together because your that, credit yeah, score will yeah. pay into whether or not you'll actually qualify for a loan. Get
1: your credit together for sure.
0: Um, and then all and get your credit together. Keep your debt low mm-hmm. or pay it off if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but keep your your debt to income ratio low. Yeah, and then think about ways to um, reduce expenses or increase your income. And so that will look different for each person.
1: Yeah. And then like uh, Tisha uh, said on our last podcast episode is keep your employment consistent, right? You're going to need at least two years. They're going to look at your W2s. They, if there's a hole, they're going to, they're going to question you on it, you know? Mm -hmm. So make sure you're, uh, you've had at least two years of consistent employment. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I think, you know, if you're not there, start now,
0: right? You know, And another thing that Tisha mentioned that she, I think she said she was telling her daughter to save your income tax return. So if you're actually getting a return, save it. Mm -hmm. And that really helped us to get our uh, first home, which was like a condo townhome. And so that, that helped us a lot with, with the down payment at that particular time. We weren't able to put down um, 20%. Mm -hmm. I think we put down Mm -hmm. 3.5%. So that helped too. Yeah.
1: So that's all we got for this one, uh, yes. everyone. We hope you yes. truly enjoyed it. Uh, we did. I uh, had fun talking with you, and hanging out with you, Shire. So, yes. uh, any last thoughts, final thoughts, or we good to go?
0: I think we're good to go but you know hang in there because everyone is at different levels you know in in different parts of your journey some of us are further um, further ahead and some of us are you know um, are are catching up or working towards where we know we're going to be in the future so just hang in there I think the bottom line is to just be encouraged yes and don't lose hope because when I when I hear just be a renter and a lot of people aspire to home ownership No, you hang on to that dream. You hang on to that hope. You know, whatever that is, um, hang on to it.
1: I love that. Well, that's all for this episode. Uh, We're going to catch you guys on the next one. So for Black Mirror, Dead Free, this is Marcus. I'm here with my lovely wife. Shira. We're going to holler at y'all on the next one. Peace.
0: Bye.